It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Guys, this is the Locked On Auburn Podcast. I'm kind of sad, kind of excited. More on that in just a moment. Painter Sharpless, Michael Pappas, both of ESPN 1067 joining me. I'm Zach Blackby. Gentlemen, how we doing? Can't complain. Sweet. At what point do I get to like not be of ESPN 1067? I get to just like be of the Lockdown Auburn podcast. I've never really thought about that. We can just start doing that. I don't have to say of anything. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so Tom Brady left the Patriots this morning. I'm upset about it. But from an Auburn perspective, very exciting because Auburn's about to have another starting quarterback in the NFL because New England doesn't really have enough cap room to get another quarterback. So it's kind of like cap room. They've got like five. It's like eight mil. But all of their players are leaving. They had like three guys leave yesterday. Tom Brady's gone. I mean, <laughs> Michael's like, I'm you see how to... this feels for the last? You are a little bit, and that's okay because you know what? You've you've trudged through the last oh two decades. Gosh. I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound. That was a legitimate question, but like, <laughs> I don't understand it either because we're usually pretty good at cap, but uh, we're paying Gilmore a lot. I feel like that's the only person we're only paying over value, but whatever. Here we are. Here we are. But yeah, Jarrett Stidham could be starter for the Patriots as of the time of this podcast, as the time of as of the time of recording, that is the thing. Here's the worst case scenario for Auburn fans. And I'm seeing a lot of rumors now that the Pats and the Lions are talking about that number 3 pick in New England trading up to get Tua and we would never hear the end of it if they got an Alabama guy to replace Jarrett Stidham. Uh, we would never hear the end of that it. Would be I just want to see the guy play. Like I've been beating his drum so long now. Uh, right. I, I want to be vindicated. But the problem with that also might be that he may get out there and not be very good. So then I would look like a really big idiot. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Painter, Wouldn't the Patriots yes? be better off just being really bad this season and Tank trying to get Trevor, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do a Spurs move. Right. Uh, okay, Painter, yesterday, Michael and I went through the the half, the half left half of the bracket for Auburn Athletics' greatest of all time. You've seen this. I actually think you voted in it. Yes. Right? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, so we are going to go through the second half of this. You can vote on social media. Also, the link to vote will be in the show description as well. So we really would appreciate you guys voting in that. All right, let's start with the basketball bracket. We got Charles Barkley, the one seed, Taking on Tay Waller, the 16 seed. I know how you feel about Tay, but come on. He's a top 25 basketball player of all time. He's the best to have ever done it at Auburn. Tay Waller is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charles is winning that yeah. one, my friend. No, I, I kind of I kind of did the whole, like, this is uh, this is my show. I'm putting Tay Waller on this bracket. <laughs> He's a big reason that, that made me fall in love with Auburn basketball. But also, uh, before we get too far into this, I would like to formally apologize for the two spelling mistakes in the bracket. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. I'm very. Upset I can't believe they that. came from you and not me. Honestly, For, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're pretty. Yeah, you're pretty meticulous. All right, the eight nine matchup: Marquise Daniels, the eight seed; Samir Dowdy, the nine seed. Marquise, like Samir's got a nice spot in my heart. He helped change the program and the culture. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at individual accomplishments and what he was a part of in that run to the Sweet Sixteen, right. plus having the career he had in the NBA, 
I think you uh, you ultimately got to side with Marquise. Yeah, we have like 80 votes so far. And just kind of looking at the polling, I thought recency bias would play in a lot more. And it's really not. It's really not. So that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, argument for Samir Doughty, since you just gave one for uh, for Marquise Daniels. You can start with 99 wins for Samir Doughty's uh, senior class, even though he wasn't here right. for all four years. He was a, uh, a crucial role player slash starter. Yeah. Kind of did both last season on the team that went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then led the team in scoring this year, was first team All-SEC. Did you guys see the video that Auburn basketball put out saying, like, thank you to the seniors? It's wildly Abs- good. Absolutely not. I won't. I refuse to watch you it. You need to watch it. It's two and a half minutes. Just do it. I'll probably cry. Yeah, like, you just, will cry. It, 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 but, I'm, I'm not but, doing but, it. But it's a good cry. It's not a, like, oh, my gosh, I'm sad it's over. It really is a I'm happy it happened kind of thing. And Samir has a soft spot for me, too, because, like, every, people were really down on him this year, especially at the beginning of conference play. They were giving him a little bit of Dowdy. Yeah, and uh, I guess I would say Marquise Daniels was the best player on an Auburn team to make a run to the Sweet 16 and eventually lose by a point to Syracuse, who won the national title. Right. But uh, in terms of, like, long-term effect, it's been cool to see the impact Samir had on uh, the program's culture change. And I guess in a roundabout way, Marquise Daniels, too, because mm-hmm. he's been back as a GA for the last two years. That's true. That is true. The 5-12 matchup, Chuck Person as the 5 seed, Doc Robinson as the 12 seed. I think Doc is the all-time assist leader in Auburn history. And then um, Chuck, the the rifleman, um, kind of got mixed up in some off-the-court stuff. So I think that's going to kind of hit. He'd probably be higher on this list if that hadn't happened. Right. And Doc was at an, was there at an exciting point as Auburn sure. was a top five team at the turn of the century. So I, I went with Doc in the upset here. I mean, I, I understand indivi- like individual achievement, very mm-hmm. impressive what the Person brothers did. But uh, I'm going to go with the upset in this. Yeah, for me, it's it's going to be Chuck Person. I mean, his, he was one of the best Auburn basketball players of all time. And, you know, his jersey hangs in the rafters for a reason. That's fair. FBI investigation doesn't deter you? I, I mean, it's a bummer. Like it's definitely a, a, a knock against him. I, mean, it's I get bummer. that, but <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, it's he was what probably behind. I mean, behind Barkley, he's the most known Auburn player, mm-hmm. and then he went on to have a you know a nice career as an NBA coach and. And he I had, would say he had, had a pretty. He was a, he was a good yeah. career in college until that thing happened. Right. <laughs> Chuma Okiki, the four seed, taking on Wesley Person, the thirteen seed. Considering you were getting a dog and naming it after Chuma Okiki, <laughs> I kind of know how you feel about him. Right. For I mean, he's the the highest draft pick since I don't remember what the year was, but it's been twenty something years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And they went to the final four. <laughs> I got a the- feeling Chuma's going to win that one. All right. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. The 6-11 matchup, Isaac Okoro. Some people are curious why he's a six seed already. I'm like, he's going to be a lottery pick. It's going to be exciting, I promise. Uh, then the 11 seed, Frankie Sullivan. Frankie's another guy kind of in the Tay Waller group with me. It's just like a big part of, you know, kind of what drew me to Auburn basketball when I, really when I was starting to get into him it. Him and Tay fall into a category where I want to know people's age voting. Because if they're anywhere between probably like 20 and 30 years old. Yeah. 
like Tay and Frankie are going to be guys because they they were a little bit of a bright spot in what was otherwise a pretty perilous time for yeah, Auburn basketball. I mean, that year, I think it was Lebo's second to last year. Like they should have made the NCAA tournament, they didn't. They were the one seed in the NIT, and then Dwayne Reed missing two free throws against Baylor. <laughs> Golly, it's but still like hurts. it's worth noting that in the current format with the roster that Auburn, where are you has, going? <laughs> where are you going? The intern's just leaving. The intern just walked out. Unbelievable. He would be coming off the bench on this team. He'd have a role. He'd be a three and D guy. But yeah. like Isaac, you just mentioned, it. he's gonna be a he's gonna be a lot. Well, and Frankie pick. was such a big deal. I mean, he came off the bench his freshman year, and he was. Um, I don't know. Auburn fans really wanted him to shoot the three because he was pretty good at it as a freshman. You know, especially where Auburn was at that point. But he was just he'd kind of do a, a pump and then just attack the basket, and he was really kind of the first guy in a while to do that for Auburn. And I think he was Mister Basketball in the state. And he was, yeah, from, I think yeah. he was from Uniontown. For for clarity, I was talking about Tay coming off the bench as a three D. No, I'm no, no. So we were talking about Frankie, I, but I just wanted like that wasn't Frankie's game. I didn't want to call him a three and D player. Sure. Somebody listening would be like, "You're an idiot." Right? Yeah. Then he tore. I think I think Auburn fans would remember Frankie Sullivan totally different. The injury if he hadn't torn his ACL. Yeah. Isaac Okoro uh, gives Auburn <laughs> the dramatic pause. Sorry. really got me. I think I started the sentence wrong. I I don't know the last time that you could say that Auburn basketball had the best anything in the country. Mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro was probably the best freshman in the country this season. What about best short point guard? Oh, there are a lot of short point guards out there, but there's only one Jared Harper. That's true. Right. That's true. Cassius Winston's a pretty short guy, though, and I think a lot of people would would think he was better. The uh, the, all right, the thirteen, or I'm sorry, the three fourteen matchup: Bryce Brown, a three seed; Anthony McLemore, a fourteen seed. I'm glad that Ant is on this list, uh, if for no other reason than you know the 99 wins for mm-hmm. a senior class. Um, obviously, he has played the most of anyone in his senior class. Yeah, uh, and if not for that leg injury, we might remember his Auburn career that's, yeah, that's wildly so differently. Much happened. Also. Did you guys read the piece Josh Vitale had at the Montgomery Advertiser? His career has been incredible from coming mm-hmm. in with the career he had as a guy. Everyone's talked about how he could. It's kind of the Jarrett Stidham from Texas fact, like oh, he could have gone to MIT, but yeah. that is like it is impressive. And then Michael mentioned the injury. He retooled his game completely. He's a father now. He has a, he had a child. Like this, he has lived a full life in the last four <laughs> years, basically. Yeah. The seven ten matchup: Chris Porter, John Mingelt. I'm going with Porter. Recency bias plays in here. I yeah. think if we were a little bit older, we might have it. But also, I mean, like all American, right? That's a thing. Uh, then the two fifteen matchup, wrapping up the basketball. Portion is two seed Jared Harper, fifteen seed KT Harrell. I really wish we would have put Simeon Bowers on this list. I've never felt more emotions watching someone play basketball than I did watching Simeon Bowers. Um, it's just one moment happy, one uh-huh. moment incredibly angry. Sure, um, but on that same team with Simeon Bowers was always you know KT Harrell ever. Um, his shot uh, against re- LSU. I mean, that that was an was awesome, say, that was ever, an awesome game. Ever reliant for like way too many three pointers a game. Right. I'm all about it. I also love that he was like, "Let me throw this off the backboard and get four <laughs> rebounds, and then I'm gonna make this layup. I'm sure. gonna get four rebounds on one possession. We're gonna get two points." All right. Coming up, we do our final portion of the bracket right here on Locked On Auburn. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let us know what you think so far of everything going on. You can tweet at the show at Locked On Auburn, or you can call the voicemail machine, 205-502-4285. We would love to hear from you, or you can email us, LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. All right, administration bracket time. Y'all ready to roll? Yes. If you are. All right, I'm ready. One seed, Bruce Pearl, 16th seeded, Alan Green. Uh, I'll take Alan Green. If anyone else wants to make the case for Bruce Pearl, uh, my case for Alan Green winning this, I don't think really anyone in Auburn history has made um, as good of a women's volleyball hire as Alan Green just made. Who is a women's volleyball coach? I don't know his name. Okay. Uh, The 8-9 matchup, (laughs) Gus Malzahn, the 8 seed, Gene Chizik, the 9 seed. I'm going Gus here, um, and you know what? I'm not going to mind if you pick Gene Chizik because he was the head coach when they won a national title, and right. he was the head coach when they brought in uh, two of the better players Auburn's ever had, Nick Fairley and Cam Newton. But you know who else was a part of that? Gus Malzahn. True. He's gone on to have a better record at Auburn. He's gotten right. them to – he has been a part of three SEC championship games, including two wins. They put up – essentially, they've broken every uh, major offensive record under Malzahn, mm. and – uh, I think he's been around longer. Like he's managed to sustain in what has been a very turbulent SEC West a more consistent career. So if we're going head to head, even though I think it's close and I understand why you would pick Chiswick, I go Malzahn. I think this is a fascinating matchup, and uh, I think Chiswick is a fascinating, uh, a fascinating case study. Because... Yeah, I talk about a high, high and a low, low yeah. within a matter of a few months, really. Yeah, it's he he won a national title, Auburn's first one in 50 years or or whatever the exact number is and then um more than but two yeah. Se- two seasons later, 3 and 9. So, provided you the best season you'd had in more than 50 years and then the worst season you'd had in 60 years. Yeah, so it's uh I don't think there's a wrong answer between the two, but I think that's uh, going to be a pretty heated matchup. So give I, us a I call, tell us what you think. Auburn fan <laughs> <laughs> Three two one thirteen ninety toll free eight 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 three eight two seven five zero two two zero five five zero two four three eight five. I would also say Auburn fans have been clamoring for more consistency, and while I realize that you could knock Gus Malzahn for his consistency of not winning double digit games, he is consistently winning eight or nine. Right, and Gene Chizik was not. That is correct. That is correct. All right, I lost my place here, and we have the five twelve matchup: Jay Jacobs, the five seed; David Housel, the twelve seed. Uh, I like both these guys. I think Jay Jacobs' time as athletic director is going to age very well. I understand that uh, when he went out, because of, in particular, the softball Sure, sure. People were unhappy and quite... He'd been here for 10 years or more, and so people were just ready for a change. That's normal to hold a position like that. I mean, everything that he had when he inherited was better when he left. Mm -hmm. Jay Jacobs was a really great AD for Auburn. I love David Housel. (laughs) So I'm picking David Housel. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Jay Jacobs hired Bruce, hired Gus, hired Gene, hired uh, Butch, Butch Thompson. He hired Graba. 
Oh, yeah, Gray was a great one. I think he hired Greg Williams, who's the equestrian coach. Um, maybe not. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that timeline looks because Pat Dye had something to do with that, but it was not like a sanctioned sport yet. Right. And so someone probably okay. had to make the decision to keep him on at some point. So I don't know how that looks, but anyway. Hey, uh, whatever story backs up the narrative you want. Okay. I like that. That's that. how I do That's it. That's how we do it in 2020. He, uh, he also did hire... Uh, was it Casey Myers? Court Casey Myers, who did take Auburn to Women's College World Series, and then his son like did all the shady stuff okay. that we don't like. Um, and and yeah, so I mean, I I think Jay Jacobs. I know, like Painter said, the end of his tenure here wasn't the uh, the most. Yeah, I think it's I think it's twofold. World, People just are ready for change, and then obviously the softball thing was bad. Like then just wasn't good. But. All right, the the four thirteen matchup, David Marsh. Taking on Joe Champy, Painter, uh, Michael wanted David Marsh to be a one seed. It makes sense in that he was so successful, like in the way that Greg Williams is celebrated for all his success. And I'm not trying to knock equestrian, but swimming is a bigger field. More people compete in it, more schools put money into it. So it is a harder sport to excel in. Uh, and he is was just unbelievable when he was here churning out Olympians, uh, national championships, so I don't think it's wrong to have that mentality. The only thing that's holding it back is do we really – the average fan likes care it. Care about swimming. The average yeah. fan likes it when they see Auburn winning, but they, they don't yeah, care enough to go. They're not watching. Right, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so David Marsh is was the swim coach at Auburn. He is the winningest coach in any sport in SEC history. Auburn had a senior class that never lost, including like SEC championships and NCAA championships. Undefeated, never lost. Yep. Never lost. Was that Stephen A? No, it's a... Uh, Ball. Yeah. Sounded like Stephen A. <laughs> yeah. However! Um, what, what is Stephen A's favorite player to, to talk about? Purpose! <laughs> Got that promo. Purpose! <laughs> I wanted you to go to LeBron James, but that's not that's not Stephen A. <laughs> LeBron James, that's, that's a cr- child. Slacks me up. Uh, yeah, it slays me. All right. Joe Champy. Champy. Uh, Champy. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's still around the program. I mean, he's still involved with some of the calls and and all that too. So I think that kind of gives him some some points. Women's basketball coach for a long time, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. The six eleven matchup, Sonny Smith, the six seed, taking on 11 seed Shook Jordan. He has a stadium named after him, so obviously that is a big deal. And yeah. then Sonny Smith. What? A street. Yep. A national title. Yep. It's not named after him, but, <laughs> but he, he has it. One. I'm still going recency bias uh, here. Sonny Smith, I love his commentary. I feel more Gosh. connected to him. He's a national treasure. And he has great stories about his family doing bootlegging, and that's <laughs> awesome. So uh, I'm going with my heart over my head here. Uh, the thirteen, or the, sorry, the three fourteen matchup. Pat Dye, the three seed. Tommy Tuberville, the fourteen seed. Uh, Pat Dye did so much for Auburn athletics, whether it was as uh, as athletic director or as head football coach. Um, the Iron Bowl getting moved to on campus is obviously Big a, deal. Ma- a, a major one. But I mean, wasn't he athletic director for like twenty something years? Uh, I don't think so. Nope. I don't okay. think so. Sorry. Never mind. Make up a fact about Tuberville now. Make up a fact. <laughs> Might be true. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The 7-10 matchup. Hal Baird, Butch Thompson. 
Butch Thompson got Auburn to the uh, Men's College World Series last season. I think I picked Hal Barrett in the in the voting, but I actually want to reverse course here. Okay. You can vote as many times as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Dodge served there. from 81 to 1992 as the football coach uh, and athletic director from 81 to 91, according to Wikipedia. So 10 years. All right, last one. one. Greg Williams, two seed, taking on Kevin Steele, the 15 seed. Yeah, this will be a, a a pretty fascinating matchup from a, like, do we care about other sports it's kind gonna, of thing. The outcome's going to make you mad, based on what we've seen so far. Okay, because, I mean, Greg Williams has been, he's the Nick Saban of college equestrian. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe even more so because they don't just beat people. They throw like people usually don't yeah. get this season. At least teams are not getting close to winning, mm-hmm. or they weren't until it was suspended. And so he's uh, he, he's the most successful coach that Auburn has on staff right now. Right, I'm betting a lot of people don't know who he is. So it's uh, what was it? it was Greg Williams? I'm sorry, I missed the other name. Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's tough because obviously Kevin Steele's a great coach. But he's been the defensive coordinator at Auburn for three years. That's not even as many national championships as the equestrian coach has. It's true. But once again, just people care about football a lot more. A lot more. All right. Cool. Sweet. Guys, guess who I got scheduled to come on the show? Greg Williams. Which show? This show. (laughs) Okay. The podcast. Bo Jackson. Better. Chandler Cox. Oh, sweet. The Cox cat. Will you ask him what it was about Gus Malzahn wanting him to throw football so much? Absolutely. Absolutely. We got Spencer Nye to talk about it a little so bit when he came on uh, a few uh, Are few weeks we ago. the official podcast of the Auburn H-back? Uh, well, we got to call Jay Proche, and we got to get in touch with Brandon Foles, and then, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. I'm yeah, sure we can. Maybe we can do like a, an H back roundtable one day. <laughs> Get them all in here. <laughs> Painter, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Please listen to the lunch break, eleven to one. Justin Ferguson joins me there every day. You can catch that at ESPNAU.com and stream it, or on the ESPN 106.7 app, of course, on the radio dial if you're local. And when you get done with the Locked On Auburn podcast, we've got you covered with the lunch break podcast. Fantastic, Michael Pappas. Um, you can listen to me on the Locked On Auburn podcast. Fantastic. I'm Zach Blackerby on Twitter at ZBlackerby. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Once again, feel free to call the show and email the show. We'd love to hear from you. We need your help with content right now, folks. There's no sports. And on the little sports that's happening with the NFL, it's ripping my heart out. So we'll be back tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.